hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Glad to be here with you today, sir. Well, what a difference a day makes in the news cycle because there's no news. Yep. Uh, Massachusetts, the Bay State, as they call it, uh, is in the news, making all the uh, the media around the country. And you're saying, well, why is, why is Massachusetts making the news? Well, I'll tell oh. you why. Uh, they filed for a state of an emergency yesterday. And I thought, well, yeah. is there flooding? Do they have uh, coastal towns underwater? Is uh, there a problem with the highway system? Uh, what's happening in Massachusetts? No, no, no. If you remember correctly, Bill, I mm-hmm. mentioned in yesterday's program when I was up in Massachusetts that uh, I was in a mall and I said most of the language being spoken was Spanish. It was yes. filled with migrants. And I thought, well, that's interesting. I mean, they seemed like nice people. They were walking around looking like they were tourists on vacation, which in a way I guess uh, I guess they kind of are. Uh, and I, but I thought, boy, uh, where's the English you know, it just wasn't there. Well, there's a reason for that. Massachusetts uh, yesterday uh, filed a declaration, a state of emergency, uh, responding to an unprecedented surge of illegal migrants to the sanctuary state. Now, this is like saying, Bill, uh, my house was broken into. Yes, yes, I did open the doors. And yes, I did point to the the door to come in. I waved the people, the burglars, into my house. I made them comfortable. I showed them where all my loot was, mm-hmm. but then well, turned around to the police and said, well, my house was broken into. I, what should I do? Well, we also made it a lot to have your locks removed, too. So, you know. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta <laughs> love these people. Only Democrats. You know, you heard it last week with Eric Adams in New York. Yeah, you know Eric Adams was going crying. We're we're filled up to here. We can't take it anymore. Well, you know this is going to be Trump's fault somehow because we could have managed the flow of people coming into the country had we just had our policies in effect (laughs) for the past several years. But see, you know uh, the water the water had built up so high that when we just inched the floodgate open, it just poured in. You, you know, got to love it. I'm, I'm going to play for you, Maura Healy. This is the, this is the governor of the state of of Massachusetts. He's you, an idiot. Yeah, you you got to okay. love her. You just just sit back and relax. I won't I won't keep you through the pain for a terribly long period of time. It's only two minutes. Listen. As of today, close to 5,600 families with children are living in state-funded shelters, hotels, dorms, and other emergency facilities across Massachusetts. That figure is 80% higher than it was just one year ago. It represents more than 20,000 people growing every day. These families include newborns, very young children, and expecting mothers. It's more families than our state has ever served, exponentially more than our state has ever served in our emergency assistance program. These numbers are being driven by a surge of new arrivals in our country who've been through some of the hardest journeys imaginable. They are the face of the national, international migrant crisis. They're here because where they came from is too dangerous to stay. They're here because Massachusetts has and will always be a beacon of hope, compassion, humanity, and opportunity. 
They're here because like any of us, they would do anything, endure any hardship to protect and support the people they love, especially their children. Massachusetts has met these families with compassion and resourcefulness. We remain unwavering in our commitment to being a state and a people of compassion, safety, opportunity, and respect. But the increased level of demand is not slowing down. And due to both a longstanding shortage of affordable housing, as well as delays and barriers to federal work authorizations, we find ourselves in this situation. And it's unsustainable. For this reason, today I am declaring a state of emergency in Massachusetts. Now, you may be wondering if you're living like in Colorado or California, why are we playing this? Well, what effect does this have on, on you? By declaring a state of emergency in Massachusetts, that's saying to the federal government, we need more money from you, mm-hmm. which means that money that they get from the federal government is coming out of citizens from Colorado and Nevada and Utah and, and red states. You got it. We're going to all be dipping into our pockets to help out those clowns up in Massachusetts. Now, you know, they talk about being resourceful and being forgiving and loving. No, that's not why they're doing it. They're doing it. First of all, they wanted to make a political statement. You know, when they when they uh, said we're a sanctuary state, look at us. We're really neat here in Massachusetts because the heck with what the rest of the, the country thinks. We're going to welcome them into our, our beautiful state. But, but they can't go to Martha's Vineyard because if they do go to Martha's Vineyard, they'll be shipped off in about uh, 25 minutes on the next ferry boat. Okay? You can't go to Nantucket. My God, if you're an illegal in Nantucket, they'll lock you up and put you on a bus and you'll be gone. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, you want to end up in Lowell or Fitchburg or Springfield or Worcester or any one of those beautiful towns, that's okay because we're Massachusetts and essentially to all those towns, it's your problem. You know, yeah. I used to work well, in yeah, Massachusetts, yeah. Bill, and, uh, you know, when I was up there, you know, just recently this past weekend, the roads are being dug up and they're still working on construction on areas that I drove on 50 years ago. I mean, 50 years ago, they were digging up the damn roads in Massachusetts. They're still digging up the same roads in the same spots. They can't get it right. The citizens of Massachusetts deserve a heck of a lot more. Well, the problem you have, it's a commonwealth. It's like Pennsylvania. It's a commonwealth. So if somebody goes to work for the road yeah. company... You know, well, they got to keep it going because they got to pass that job down to their kids. So, you know, they don't fill up a pothole. They make it they make it bigger (laughs) and deeper. (laughs) They dig the someone should explain (laughs) the process to these guys. It's not not make the pothole bigger. It's actually fill it in. You see, that's what the process. Oh, really that is. Fun? yes, that's oh, what it is. Damn. Uh. Okay. I thought that was you know <laughs> perpetual employment for a family. You know, that's the. And I don't want to pick on unions. That, but you know, it's kind of the union way. You know, it's yeah. uh, nepotism. Don't and, uh, fix it forever. No, that, that's actually too good. Uh, back that off a, a bit. Yeah. yeah. Dig that back up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but Massachusetts. You deserve better. You're a wonderful state. Heck, I was born in Massachusetts, okay? I mean, yes, do ladies I? ladies and gentlemen, 
They yes. found him under a pothole. <laughs> That's exactly right. Um, so look at Maura Healy's declaring a state of emergency in Massachusetts. Eric Adams is declaring a state of emergency in New York. You know, Eric Adams says, huh, we're all full up. We can't take anymore. And, and both, by the way, both of these people are saying to the, the residents of their states, look, you might consider, like if you have an extra room in your house, to bring a migrant or a migrant family into your home, welcome them into your home, and, and let them stay there. Yes. Can I charge them rent? No, Is no. Is the government going to pay for it? No. These are complete strangers. You have no idea what they did in their home country. I mean, they could be wonderful church-faring people, or they could be... Mass murderers. We don't know because they, they crossed could the have Rio Grande. diseases too, because they didn't go to an island like Ellis where they were checked and yeah. vetted before they could come here yeah. and learn the law of the land and make sure that they knew our language too. I mean, we don't care that they have a foreign language, but we do care that if you know if we go to their country, we should abide by their laws, yes. their rules, their language. I agree. Shouldn't the same be here? But uh, no, 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 no. We're Oh, that was the, the statement I heard last night. Um, th- this is uh, this is the United States of as it is now. The United <laughs> States of as it is now. Okay, that kind of makes I heard sense. Somebody, yeah. yeah, you yeah. know, in other words, we are yeah. no longer the United States of America. It's the United States of as it is now. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> I know. Well, they're staring at let's the face it. Here, Let, let's be ter- let's be totally honest with each other. Okay, we know exactly why the Democrats welcomed these people into our country. It's be- no, it's because they they want them to vote. They want them to be accepted on the voter rolls at some point, and they think they'll vote for Democrats because you know the Democrat Party is not strong enough on its own to stand on its own two feet and to draw new votes from Americans. They know better. How can you say that? How can you say that, Jim? Are you denying the 2020 election? Are you saying they didn't didn't actually win it? Because they're going to say Joe Biden won by the biggest landslide ever. He is the best president there ever was in God's green earth, and don't you deny it. As a matter of fact, he actually set a first-time presidential record. Well... First you of all, I, is, first right? of all, I mean, I know this is getting Trump in trouble right now because I think the special counsel has actually filed charges against him that are somewhat based upon his uh, espousing the fact that the election was stolen. Believe it or not, free speech is out the window. If if these corrupt judicial people get their way in D.C., uh, shred the Constitution, put it in the shredder, it's done. Okay, it'll mean nothing. It'll mean well, that's, nothing. That's what this whole damn thing is about. It's not, okay, they're saying that, the, uh, there's one person, I forget what uh, her or his name is, mm-hmm. Ellie something or other, anyway, said, oh, well, the big piece of evidence is where Trump sat there and said, crazy, isn't it? You know, talking about uh, you know, Powell. Uh, what was her name? Uh, the attorney. Oh, oh Sidney Powell. Sidney Powell, yeah. You know, her comment about how the election was stolen, you know, they're saying, oh, well, see, he said she was crazy. That would never be. You know, so that that shows that he knew that he lost the election. 
Let me explain something here. You know, you can lose an election by hook or by crook. And you go, yeah, I lost the election. But that doesn't doesn't mean that you believe that you lost it through legitimate votes. You're acknowledging the fact that, yeah, yeah, I lost to a sham election. But what he said was, you know, hard to believe, isn't it? And they're taking that and twisting around. And you, of course, you they don't are. have you of don't course. have freedom of thought. No, you know because it, it is, you're absolutely correct. This is nonsense. What all of these charges? If it were an honest country, if we were an honest justice uh, a country filled with equal justice, um, we wouldn't even be considering these charges. Because I, I mean, I looked at the charges. I've seen what this clown, this uh, Jack Smith, has filed. And if the media were, were serious, and believe me, they are not in this country. If you ever think in the future that what you're getting from the mainstream media is the truth, you're delusional. You mm-hmm. are absolutely delusional. This media in the 21st century, 2023, this media is as, as crooked as a country road, okay? I mean, maybe the country road might be even more straight than these guys. These people don't even consider the truth. And what amazes me is when you watch them on TV, they've got all the moves down. They've got all the media moves down. I mean, you watch MSNBC, you watch CNN, they look into the camera with the importance and the sincerity and the disbelief. They've got all the different moves down, so you have to believe that what they're saying to the camera is... As honest as a day is long. I mean, it, you have to believe me because I'm on television, I have nice hair, great teeth, and I'm saying the words. That's all they think about. And if and if they're lying to you, if what they're saying is a bold-faced lie, well, that's irrelevant. That's For example, uh, you won't hear a word of this in the media. Jack Smith, in, in one of his filings, talked about President Trump in, inciting people to go to the Capitol. And he never once in the indictment mentioned in the words in the indictment exactly peacefully and patriotically. But and then they never mentioned the fact that he posted a video statement while the people were up at the Capitol. And On do Twitter. you do you know that the mainstream media w- wouldn't run it? They would not run it initially. They would not put this video on while the demonstration was happening. Oh, they'll tell you they were considering it, but they didn't do it. And it ended up on Twitter, and then eventually, I guess, Fox picked up on it, and then they started to run it. But initially, after he recorded it, you would have thought he was, you would have thought he was trying to get a video posted, a conservative video posted on YouTube. It was that difficult to get the video aired. But I want to play mm-hmm. for you. You found this, Bill. I want to play this. This is what he said in the video. I know you heard... We had an election that was stolen from us. It was a landslide election, and everyone knows it, especially the other side. But you have to go home now. We have to have peace. We have to have law and order. We have to respect our great people in law and order. We don't want anybody hurt. It's a very tough period of time. There's never been a time like this where such a thing happened, where they could take it away from all of us from me, from you, from our country. This was a fraudulent election, but we can't play into the hands of these people. 
We have to have peace. So go home. We love you. You're very special. You've seen what happens. You see the way others are treated that are so bad and so evil. I know how you feel. But go home and go home in peace. President Trump during the uh, mm-hmm. protest on January 6th. And again, the media didn't air this initially. They kind of just backed off. It's like everybody knew what the game was except for the viewers and, and you know, the normal person. It was a staged event. You know, Bill, yeah. I, I saw an article. You may have seen this. Mm-hmm. But the FBI, they were, um, uh, they I guess they're coming out some people who I guess are retired. And I guess the chief of police of the Capitol Police There's have said bunch of that. it was yeah. a staged event filled with operatives from the FBI. Well, why and how did six days before the event, uh, Pelosi and Schumer and crew were getting, you know, security and stuff ready because they knew exactly what was going to happen and when it was going to happen as if it was scripted. Well, you know, didn't uh, Pelosi's, Pelosi's daughter was there with a video crew. Why? Yes. Why was well, she there? Because it was staged. Well, it was all it was all made up. And you know what? You you're an election denier. You know, you can sit there and say an election stolen. And you know, I, I made the point yesterday. You know, at what point? You know, is it a half percent, one percent that kicks in the safeties that says, I mean, look, if you're within a margin of two percent, usually they kick in the recount stuff. So if you have an alert out there that there may be fraud and it's sitting there around 10 or 20% of the people going, yeah, there's fraud, would that not kick in a pause and a recount? I would think it would because that's pretty significant because if there's that, there could be more. But no, we've been saying all along they've never been allowed to check and find and check and find. Although just here recently, the story came out yesterday, fraud was found. 800,000 bogus ballots that were ready and being mailed out to people that weren't voters, weren't registered to vote. They found them in Michigan, and they had actually a command center set up there for other states to do all of this. But there's fraud of nearly a million votes right there. Oops. That means Michigan now is off the... Take away all those votes. That would be logical, Bill. It would be logical that they literally void that that state now, but then yeah, if you if you void it, does that change the outcome? Maybe, maybe not. You know, but now that brings in if you got it, one state that is is corrupt, that means you freeze. Sorry, Joe. I know that you set a record of of taking three hundred and twenty seven days of vacation, and you've only been in office two point five years. Now yeah. it's time for you to take an unpaid vacation. And why don't you sit in a holding tank while we sort out your illegal activities? President Trump was uh, speaking yesterday in New Hampshire in a very hot auditorium. Uh, he even made a comment about it. But And I was hesitant about airing this audio clip. Ah, play it. But I'm going to play it because I think the audience needs to hear how the crowd feels. President Trump had said, I'm sitting in a courtroom. You'll never see this or hear it anywhere else because... The, the, well, that's true. But if you were offended by uh, 
you know, slightly off-colored words, you can turn us down for about uh, 20 seconds, okay? Uh, he said, I'm sitting in a uh, courtroom on bullshit because Biden's attorney general charged me with something. The crowd's reaction when he said BS, right, was this. <laughs> What they were saying was, yeah, it is BS. Yeah. I'm going to say something here. Have you noticed the filters of language has come off in in public, and now it's filtering into the media? Yeah. And the reason for it is you hit a certain level. I can remember a time when, you, you know, like the old Johnny Fever thing from KRP in Cincinnati, he said booger and got thrown out. Yeah. Uh yeah, I, I, I've been down that road before, not for booger, but and not for a cuss word, saying something that, uh, you know, people, oh, it's a bad word. But we have hit a certain level of BS in this this country that it is now appropriate to sit there. Because We're a it coarser, less refined country now, aren't we? Yeah, but it reflects exactly how you feel because at some point in time, Enough. I can stand here, and you you can hit me over and over and over again, and, you know, no matter, you know, all fudge. Fudge isn't a good word to say what I feel anymore. It's going to be the, the other F word or the BS word, and I'm going to sit there and punch back. Well, you And know, that's just it, the way. That's where we, we are as a country. We've always told our audience that we pride ourselves in trying to be a uh, a, a program you can listen with everybody in the car. But sometimes when you're playing news items and news clips and things, and that was a news clip, that was, uh, you know, everyone was playing it. Uh, we figured you have to hear the reaction of the crowd in the stadium when he was speaking yesterday. President Trump did say that the charges were BS, and the crowd just reverbed that, uh, that word because they wanted him to know, we know that the charges were BS. And, you know, to be honest, you know, with media airings, stuff like that, I used to be in charge of, uh, you know, a, a controversial sure. talk show that did the whole gamut. And mm-hmm. one of the things I stood behind, I had the FCC rules right there, and I said, oh, in a news situation, when you're doing live audio in, in the moment of a heated conversation, if foul language slips out, it's acceptable. Mm-hmm. And that goes back some 20 years. Other countries, because, by the way, would, would laugh at that because they don't have oh, those restrictions. They, you know, Yeah, they don't have the restrictions, but I had to sit there and have it right there at a moment's notice to sit there and defend my guy on the air, which is also defending myself. You're damn right I knew exactly what you could and couldn't do. Mm. Um, it, it, you had to hear that. It was a great speech, no. by the way, yesterday. You know, I mentioned that the heat, somebody turned the air conditioning off in this building. Trump even mentioned this, and it was hot as heck. You could see it on his face. You know, Trump said, I know that somebody's going to say that I don't look well, but it's not me. It's the heat in this room. Somebody uh, didn't turn the air conditioning on, and everybody is sweltering. And that's probably somebody that has a different agenda. You know, because the one thing, Mm -hmm. and I'm sure there are Republicans that do too, but Democrats are very conniving. Oh, yeah. Very cohesive on this. They're going, all right, it's a Republican convention. Let's make this guy look sweaty and nervous so we can get some video of it. Yeah. And they do that because they are evil, conniving, sniveling vermin. 
And that's exactly what they are. But they're not now, the I'm only not... ones, by the way. I think no. rhino. I think rhinos are uh, in that Let's category. Let's Mitch McConnell. I know. Well, no, no, I'm not going oh. to Mitch. I'm not going to Mitch. Okay. But although, although I will mention, if you want me to go to Mitch, I can mention the fact that you know Mitch was uh, speaking in front of a crowd in Kentucky, and they were yelling, "Retire, retire!" Just, you know, they were telling him to quit. And his people came out to, after that speech and said. Oh, that was a crowd filled with Democrats. No, folks, mm. those were all Republicans. Trust me. So, what does well, Mitch? What does Mitch do when he comes back to D.C. and they mm-hmm. talk about impeachment of Biden? Yes. You want to mention it? Well, no. Yeah. What he said is we shouldn't impeach yeah. Biden for the crime dealings and everything going on. He goes because I mentioned this two years ago. You know, at what point does it stop? Which, okay, I accept that point, but. At what point do you put the brakes on when somebody has crossed the line? I think that the Democrats have crossed the line here, you know, because here they've gone. They went for two impeachments, and they were both baseless. They they had to be overturned. Now they're going for uh, they got three indictments, uh, and then they got a fourth one. I think this is an unprecedented amount of indictments against anybody. Hey. And this is a clown show. This is this, just stupid. This sniveling McConnell, this this uh, turtle, as he's re- referred to, and he kind of looks like one if you take he a closer look. Yeah. peanut butter. When you see the turtle, when you see the turtle talking, <laughs> now you know he. Everyone yelled retire, and he knows this is his last dance. And so his attitude, I think, when he got back to D.C. was, "To hell with him. I don't have to show." I don't have to pretend anymore. I can let them all know how I really feel. I can not back their proposals like uh, impeachments, things like that. Because, I mean, after all, I spend most of my career having lunch with uh, Jumpin' Joe Biden and being his buddy. And now I'm supposed to, supposed to encourage people to impeach him? Like heck. And to heck with the masses, the masses are asses. That is what Mitch McConnell probably asses is thinking. Asses, that's a song. Okay, thank you. Um, anyway, speaking of rhinos, if anybody out there votes from Mike Pence, you got your, you got to get your head examined. Okay, Mike Pence is he. If you look at the definition of the word traitor, you will see his picture. Mike Pence is by all uh, all definitions a traitor. Trump gave him an opportunity. Uh, the biggest opportunity is life. And this sniveling, conniving SOB is doing everything he can to, in, in a pompous and most arrogant way to stab him in the back. I want to play for you what he said on CBS over the weekend. This is Mike Pence. President Trump was wrong. Uh, uh, he was wrong then. He's wrong now. I had no right to overturn uh, the election. And uh, uh, more and more Americans are coming up to me every day and recognizing that. And, and uh, for my part, uh, I'm running for president in part because, uh, frankly, President Trump asked me to put him over the Constitution that day. But I chose the Constitution and uh, I always will. So I want to ask you about characterizations that have been made by those who speak on behalf of the president's legal team. They've said this week that all they asked of you, that is to say the president, was to delay the proceedings to allow states to conduct an audit. Is that a truthful representation of what you were asked to do, Mr. Vice President? 
Major, that's not what happened. From some time in the middle of December, uh, the president began to uh, be told that I had some authority to reject or return votes back to the states. I had no such authority. I stand by the facts as they occurred. I mean, it, it ebbed and flowed between uh, different legal theories. But at the end of the day, I, I know we did our duty. I know we kept our oath. But I, I, I truly do believe that, uh, uh, you know, no one who ever puts himself over the Constitution should ever be president of the United States. Mr. Vice President, if this case comes to trial, would you be a witness against the president? People can be confident. We'll, uh, we'll obey the law. We'll respond to the call uh, of the law if it comes. And, and we'll just tell the truth. Look, I, I've been telling this story over the last two years, but I, I must tell you over the last week, it, it seems that more and more Americans have been coming up to me and just expressing a word of appreciation for what, by God's grace, that we did that day. To be clear, Mr. Vice President, you do not regard this indictment as the political persecution of the former president. Well, I've been very concerned about politicization at the Justice Department for years. I've been deeply troubled uh, to see the double standard between, uh, uh, you know, the, the way that the Justice Department has gone after the president and responded even in, with other Republicans and pro-life Americans and the way they seem to be to take no interest in getting to the bottom of allegations of corruption around President Biden's family. So I, I have deep concern about that. But I, look, I, I don't want to prejudge this indictment. I don't know whether the uh, government uh, has the evidence beyond a reasonable doubt uh, to support this case. The president's entitled uh, to the presumption of innocence. You know, this guy is just I incredible. I mean, I wouldn't vote for him for, oh, geez. I, you know, I wouldn't vote for him to, for dog catcher in Indiana. I wouldn't, you know, he used to work in broadcasting. I wouldn't hire him on the air. It says, it speaks volume for the state of affairs well, for, for the radio in uh, in Indiana. Holy Well, smokes. he was tap dancing, and he was doing a tap dance. You ever been on the air, and you're going, oh, i got to talk about oh, this, yeah. and I don't have the script in front of me? Oh, sure. You start tap dancing around, you're talking about everything. Going, oh, sure. Yeah, we got a big event going on this weekend. Oh, boy, I'll tell you what, the weather's beautiful now. It's going to be great this weekend. Yeah. Let me tell you about it as you sit there and ruffle. Where Trying the to find out exactly. Where the hell is that copy? Because I'm, I just dug a deep hole. I'm going to have I done that. Yes, I am. Yeah. And then you sit there and then you realize you don't have it. Like, you know, I'm going to be right back with that because but I first, got you going. Now. Yeah. yeah, I got you set up in the tease. But, you know, he said, uh, Trump asked me to uh, not go with the Constitution. No. no, Trump didn't ask you to do that. He asked you to pause the count of the vote yes. so that we could get to the bottom of fraud. Yep. Everybody who was paying attention, Bill, knew that that's exactly what he said. Everybody who was paying attention knew that all he wanted to do was to send the elections back, the count, the vote count, back to the states to have them reinspected to make sure that they were all uh, done properly. He wasn't saying change the vote. He was saying stop. Don't certify it just yet. Send it back to the states so we and, can find out what's wrong with this thing. And that is the role that the vice president plays. Yes. And that is his constitutional right. But, and, you know, he alluded that he was going to do all of that before. He never came out and exactly said it. He alluded. So that tells me one of two things. It tells me either he turncoat, he did a turncoat. Somebody got to him, you know, from when he said that to the point of, oh, I can't do that. Or 
that was uh, that was storytelling time. Yeah, when he when he alluded, he had been he had never been uh, on the team to begin with because you never really heard that much from Pence. I mean, Pence, you know, he's like the king with no pants. He's he's, he's just he's yeah, he's yeah. an idiot. Yeah. Well, I think we're in a uh, interesting situation now because we all kind of know that it's it's uh, an unfair playing field that President Trump is on right now. We know that he's going to be tried in Washington, D.C. The presiding judge is Tanya Chutkin. Uh, she scheduled a hearing on special counsel Jack Smith's proposed gag order against Trump uh, in the January 6th case for this Friday morning. And, okay. and Trump said, can we delay that? I mean, you know, you, you're doing all these things and you're not giving us two weeks to get things prepared. And she doesn't care. Okay, let's see here. Joe Biden actually once said, and we can get the audio of you if you need to hear it, where he said, I want to have Trump indicted. Mm -hmm. That was his pre-election yes. campaign thing that he did. He, he tried Jack, to cover it up by saying, well, we'll legally, you know, we all yeah, of well, right, right. But, you know, Joe's got a history of illegalities, but let's 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 just take that fact that he said that. Now, Joe didn't appoint Jack Smith, but who appointed Jack Smith? Merrick Garland. Yeah. Yeah, and, the attorney yeah. general, who was appointed and, by Joe Biden. Yes. Okay, so there's a family tree there. Sure. Now, uh, on the judge, Tanya Jutkin, you know, who yeah. appointed her? Uh, she was appointed by Obama, Barack Hussein oh. Obama. Yeah. So we got we got the Democratic trifecta there. She also so, has a history, by the way, Bill, of of uh, sentencing uh, January sixthers to more than what the prosecution asked for. If the, if the prosecution says the uh, the defendant should get uh, two years in jail, she'll throw in another two, make it four years, just to be difficult. Yeah, and is she going? Does she really have the right to do that all the time? Mm -hmm. Well, actually, you know, actually, I don't think that the Democrats think that the rules that everybody else is supposed to abide by apply to themselves. I mean, you know that that would be like a, a person that takes I, I don't know some kind of licensed course, real estate or something like that. Going, oh yeah, you know, we got the Dodd Frank bill here on lending. Yeah. You know, ah, screw it. That person is poor and black, and I'm a Democrat. I don't want them in my neighborhood. Yeah. You know, which is what that is to defend. But what I'm using that point to say is, yeah, you're right. They make up, they make up their rules as they go, and they don't go by the guidelines that are set there. But the other point is, you know, you got a trifecta there and a, a promise to... We're going to go after this guy. Yeah. And for no, and they had no reason at the time that he said it. So they had to make up the reasons. This means it was preordained, premeditated, and you cannot get a fair trial in Washington, D.C. I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't come up with another indictment in Washington. And then they're going to sit there and do the one down in Georgia. But, you know, the you one know, thing they're. I'm not, a, I'm not a, a lawyer, but uh, they're asking for a change of venue. But I think they ask it in front of the judge who has the case, this Tanya Chutkin. And when you when you allow a change of venue, you, what essentially you're saying is that I can't be fair in this case, so yes, you can move your case to another location. 
And I, this lady is not going to do that. This is her moment in the spotlight. This is when all eyes will be on Tanya Chutkin. No one ever heard of this lady, for the most part, uh, until this past week when she got the case. And don't think for one second it was accidental. It was a random choice that this uh, hanging judge got this case. It was because well, it, it, she was selected. What, what was she promised? What we don't know. Was she pro- I guess we'll find out when she uh, she pulls the uh, the the lever to drop the floor and and hang Trump because that's what she's going to do. It is a rigged setup, preordained trial. He was guilty of a crime that he did not even have any inkling of or conceive or do yeah. uh, back when Joe Biden made that speech because Joe Biden can't shut his frickin' no. mouth and he telegraphs everything he's going to do. And we have another right. story about that later, but go ahead. Trump has said, all right, if I don't get a change of venue, uh, we want this on television. We want these cases they're to be broadcast live. And they're saying, well, the federal cases aren't, they have a history of not broadcasting uh, their uh, different trials on television. And they're saying, well, make an exception. This is an exceptional case. This is against a former president of the United States. He's also the front runner in the current presidential campaign. And it is something that the people want to see. And uh, a lot of people saying she, she's never going to do it. You know, the other thing is, is that uh, uh, people are saying that the Supreme Court could actually step in right now, just as observers from the outside saying, whoa, there's an injustice happening in our judiciary, and before this uh, this travesty of justice takes place, we're going to intercede and stop this and either make a judgment or move the case up to, we're going to grab the case, essentially, and bring it to our platform. They, I didn't know this. I heard this on the air from a bunch of different lawyers, but I heard them say that, yes, they could intercede. So... If but, there's anybody out there who knows a Supreme Court justice, or if you are one listening yeah, to this program, to, yeah. yeah, maybe you can get off your gluteus maximus and make an effort to save the country. Don't but do this, don't do by the way what you did uh, when the 27 or 28 states filed a case against uh, the elections, and you said they didn't have any standing. That was a travesty of justice. That was bogus. I don't care what you call it legally. I don't care if you say all of the the laws say, no, no, you are the Supreme Court, and you can interpret the laws the way you see fit. You're the the top of the pile. You are it, and you have that that option. And and don't give us this crap about, well, we were stuck to buy, but no, no, no. You do it Mm -hmm. all the time. You do so now is a time maybe for the Supreme Court to step in there, stop this thing before you it before it divides the country even more. I don't know that the country can be mended. And you know what? I don't know that the Supreme Court can't be affected or reached by um nefarious players. I mean, I don't know that they're exempt or safe. Yeah. You know, if they if they <laughs> snatched it up. You know, uh, the, uh, but then if they make a decision and that deci- decision is not what you think it should be, mm-hmm. it's absolute, is it not? Yeah, actually, what you just said is right on the money, and I thought the same thing. I mean, if it, so, what what part of government can't be can't be uh, controlled? So actually, he might be in better hands being in this court, even though it is a you know it's a sham court. Because at least he can appeal. Now, they're going to say, you got no standing, you got no this or that. But 
at least he's he can sit there and keep it alive and keep it going. But I think they're going to try to lock him up because that's you the know, thing. But my, Bill, Bill, I'm not saying that Trump is Jesus Christ, okay? But I am going to compare Tanya Chutkin to Pontius Pilate. Yeah. You know, Pontius Pilate, I mean, he knew he had an innocent man in front of him. He knew that this guy shouldn't be crucified. He knew that he shouldn't be scourged. But he didn't have the cojones. He didn't have the the, the wherewithal or, or the conscience to stop it. He just let it happen. This Tanya Chutkin, I would purport, I would say she's actually maybe in some ways uh, one up on Pontius Pilate because she knows right now what she's doing. She's not. It's not a matter of her conscience. She's she's a participant of this whole process. She wants to uh, to go after Trump. You know, I was reading also where she and her. I guess she and her husband had donated to Biden in his campaign. I mean, they've got a yeah. horse in this race. She should definitely recuse herself, but she won't. Yeah. Well, you know, a little bit off track here, but what you said with the. Comparison to Jesus Christ, and you're not mm-hmm. saying that, but Pontius Pilate, right. you are, and it just made me think. I'm going like, you know, because people question the Bible and everything like that. Could uh, could the scholars and the storytellers and the people that talk about, you know, what's happening now, you know, a thousand years from now, there's going to be a new version of the Bible, <laughs> and she will be the Pontius Pilate. And Trump will be the Jesus Christ, just a common man that spoke for the common man, you know. And and well, I'm just you saying, know, <laughs> I, I, Trump, Christ. Are we live? Are we going through Christ, modern day biblical yeah, times? But, yeah, but Christ came from absolute d- d- poverty. I mean, he his father was a carpenter. They lived in a, in a very modest uh, home. But Trump, yeah. is risking it all that That's he true. had it all, and he could do just the reverse. In other words. Now, now we've hit a time to where we're going to take somebody that has it all, and they're going to strip them down to absolute posit, uh, poverty, and we see how society reacts. It's, like I said, it's a diversion. But no, one it, thing going back to we are we are in in uh, the strangest of times. Waters. Yeah, the uncharted waters and the strangest of times. We are. Uh, a, we're seeing a guy who doesn't need this. I mean, Trump is like you said. He he could he, stop this whole thing by just saying, "Hey, you know what? You're right. I I believe that it was stolen, but I, now that I've had a chance to rethink all of this, I'm out. Yeah, I'm out of here. He's, he could do he, that. He, this is a guy worth ten billion dollars. Ten with a B billion dollars. He has a business that generates millions every day. He just doesn't need the grief. Yet the poor guy was out there yesterday. I'm thinking to myself, would I do this? I mean, he's he's well, out there in a he's in a suit and tie in this sweltering auditorium, speaking to the crowd, and he doesn't give him a short speech like "Hi, I'm here. Please vote for me and uh, keep me in your prayers." Bye. No, he spent an hour yesterday on that on that podium, uh, giving them their money's worth. Those people stood in line to see President Trump, and by the way, they they were experiencing the heat with him. And he, and he figured, I'm going to give them their money's worth, and he kept talking. I mean, that yeah, is a good a, man. The, yeah, you know, whether you call it showmanship or whatever you want to say. But I will say this about uh, what's going on with uh, the, the sham trial now and the yeah. one that's coming up. I see a lot of posturing and staging. I think I mentioned this before. I don't know if it was before the show or afterwards. 
but you got a pet snake, you throw the rat in there, and that snake goes around and does its little coy. Mm. You know, it's like a dance it does before it swoops in and swallows up its food. Yeah. I see that with what's going on with, you know, what's going on in D.C., what's going on in Georgia. They're going, well, you know, we're anticipating there's going to be some violence. We got the barricades up. Oh, this is going to be terrible. Ah, we got to watch out for those those snarly Republicans here. And I'm going like, are they not, you know, revving up their base, getting them ready for violence and inciting riots? Well, I, 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 don't, th- I don't think they would be against it and they would blame the rioting on Trump. No, but they're the ones doing the inciting. Yeah, so but they, they won't. Not- Bill, they did, the, they did the inciting to a certain extent on January 6th and they blamed everything on Trump and the MAGA people. But this has nothing to do with Trump and the MAGA people. You take their words and you throw lawsuits against them. You know, now they'll probably get, you know, thrown out. Now, there was a, a, a what was it, a, a poll worker, an election worker in PA that sued Trump. It was trying to that sue was Trump. And Trump won, yeah. Yeah, and Trump, yeah, the judge said, no, 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 no. Uh, yeah, That's right. free speech. But, you know, it shows you can sue a ham sandwich. And with a Democrat, you have a damn good chance of suing that ham sandwich. And then they got, well, they're going to resurrect the pig for bad meat. There's also the theory out there that that Trump knows exactly what he's doing, that all of this is being done for a reason. We talked a second ago about how he probably could have stopped this thing in its tracks by withdrawing his candidacy and just leaving the stage. But Mm -hmm. he's not going to do it. And... People are saying, well, why is he risking so much his freedom, uh, his uh, family's freedom? I mean, he's risking a lot, his wealth. And people think it's because he wants to expose all of the rats, all of the evil SOBs out there who think they've got it on him now. They're going to expose themselves. The the Tanya Chutkins who are going to get their day, the uh, attorney down, the district attorney down in Georgia who's going to go after him. I mean, all these people are showing what they really are at this time. Yeah, well, obviously so, because Trump now has the power of subpoena for January 6th. Yeah. Now, that sounds great, but the Democrats have all of a sudden said, oh, 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 well, those documents, they got destroyed by accident. Oh, yeah, I did see that. They're saying now that... Uh, the January 6th documents from that committee, that sham committee, are gone? Yeah, they're saying they're all gone, so you're just... Uh, but what they don't realize is at least we have all the video. I think the whole thing was videotaped. Oh, don't gone. worry. Something will happen to that, too, you know? <laughs> yeah, somebody I didn't mean, plug in the cameras, I know. Yeah, yeah <laughs> you know what? They were on little digital drives, and that was all put in a box, and the building burned down, and the box was wood. Yeah, it's, you know, ju- it's just like that white powdered substance we found in the White House. Uh, it wasn't Hunter Biden, even though the fact that oh. he is a he's a drug addict and a known drug addict, uh, nobody else had any access. But I mean, it's it's they, the the oh. Secret Service. By the way, Dan Bongino said this. You know, he was a Secret Service agent for twelve or thirteen years, and he said, "Look at," he said, uh, "they know whose co- uh, cocaine that was. They just know." He says. I have a lot of respect for my uh, former co-workers, uh, meaning the Secret Servicemen. He says uh, they're, they're wonderful people. They do their job. He said, I don't know who the head of the Secret Service uh, is right now. I don't know this person, and I don't think I have any respect for her. 
And, and he said, uh, because apparently she's been corrupted. If the Secret Service were doing their job, there would be no question about it. That was so-and-so's, you know, uh, cocaine in the White House. But she's, you, she's not doing that. Have you heard of Susan Katz, an award-winning uh, writer and investigative uh, re- journalist? No. Apparently, uh, she did a thing and, uh, uh, what, uh, reported to Soldier of Fortune. But either way, she says, yes, she knows the name of the person whose cocaine it was. And so does Joe Biden. They found yeah. out they know it's in his orbit, this person. Yeah. So they know exactly who it is. And I'm like going, so that story is 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 bullpuck. But what this guy has proven to us all is that he's not the greatest president. He's not the greatest politician, but he is a doctorate in lying. He is a the consummate professional liar. He lied to us as a young senator. He lied to us when he ran for election for the presidency in uh, 1988 when he was up there and they finally called him out on his uh, qualifications and when he stole speeches Uh, from a a guy in England. I mean, this guy's a professional liar and he just hasn't lost his touch. Well, yeah, you know, but going back to 88, how many people remember that? There is footage of it. It's been out there, but the news will suppress it. But the old saying is time heals everything but a leaky radiator. Well, we're not dealing with a leaky radiator. We're dealing with a senile old man. And I guess time has forgiven him for his racism, uh, for his lie after lie after lie. And, you know, history uh, actually proves that he has been a thief going yeah. way back, even into his vice presidential years with a lot of different things. You were talking about a bus company. I was just going to mention this. Uh, Proterra, an electric bus manufacturing company promoted by the Biden administration as being uh, the perfect company to invest in, the, the company of the future, the way that uh, the entire uh, automotive industry is going to move. Well, Proterra has failed. It is going bankrupt. But here's what, Joe, there, here's what Joe Biden said about it when he first touted this electric company not too long ago. Innovative younger companies like Rivian building electric trucks or Proterra building electric buses, which I saw at a virtual tour last year when I met with the CEO went virtually, and they, they really impressed me. It really impressed him. Well, oh, as a matter of fact, I got government loans to him, and, and, and <laughs> yeah. And now didn't you tell me about? Didn't you tell me about a, an electric company, Bill? That you, okay. you, you you were reading about uh, in the Bidens. Well, I knew about this company because yeah. you know I, I saw the electric uh, vehicle thing, you know, in the past, and Biden personally endorsed this company, Fisker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Out of Delaware, his, his supposed home state, he's got a lot of home states. Yes, he does. But uh, anyway, and he got money from, what was it, Department of Transport, whatever. We got it from the federal government. They got mm-hmm. a bunch of money. Hunter helped broker this deal. Yes. And they even had T-shirts for this thing made. Really? You know, I guess if you would That was the only thing got... that worked in the whole process. They had nice T-shirts. <laughs> well, I understand they never made a car. This is back in 2009. <laughs> And then they went bankrupt, and then, you know, I guess they gave the assets, which was a total uh, box of bupkis, uh, to the government to repay the, you know, the, the loan. 
But the people that got paid was Hunter and Joe for a defunct, promised, but never deliver electric car company. So they've got a, a trend and a habit. And you go. And ahead how and much do you have up. to ask yourself, Bill? Were they stip, uh, you know, were they uh, dipping their hand into the till of uh, Proterra? Was somebody in the Biden administration or were the Bidens making money on Proterra? It needs to be investigated because now you've got a timeline that goes over a decade and involves the federal government with loans and he's getting paid. Oh, by the way, you know, when you're talking about the Biden crime family, fam, family, family, and everybody goes, yeah, but you don't have proof. There's no yeah. money trail. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene said, uh, oh, by the way, we just got more bank statements, and these are the ones that came in that have the $20 million deposits Ooh. from Russia. Ooh. So I hope that is true, because if it's true, that ship it just hit an iceberg. <laughs> well, you know, who knows? Before that thing is, is sees the light of day, it may disappear, because it yeah. is politics. Um, go the way of the Fugawi. We, yes, I know. We heard that uh, Biden's going to ask for $10 billion more for the Ukraine, and the people in a, mo in a recent poll have said, no, we don't want any more of our money uh, going to the Ukraine. Majority right. of Americans polled do not want to supply war uh, in the Ukraine. According to the data of this new poll, uh, it's a CNN SSE poll, 55% of Americans do not want their money to go to the Ukraine. They should not authorize additional funding uh, to this war, uh, while 45% said Congress should approve more money. Another 51% say the U.S. has done enough, enough, pull over, we're done. But Joe has said essentially, uh, I don't think so, and he wants $10 billion more. But, but Bill, the thing that we don't hear about, you know, we kind of expect that our money's being thrown away into the Ukraine war. But did you know that the Biden administration has provided more than, are you sitting down? Yes. $2.35 billion, with the B, billion dollars in taxpayer money to Afghanistan since the Taliban retook control of uh, that government in 2021 following a deadly U.S. evacuation. So that would be like saying we lost the war to Germany in World War II. And uh, we're going to give them money now because we lost the war. We lost the Afghan war because of Biden, and he's st still sending money to him. Unless, unless if you're like me, there's a part of you saying, well, is all that $2.35 billion getting to Afghanistan? I mean, are they shipping every dollar over to Afghanistan? Or are there administrative fees along the way that people are making well, on that you money? you got to wonder if he's getting money all the way around this big circle. You know, Ooh. he's getting money from Afghanistan. This is a war-mongering country. I mean, it seems that we get into a war every 20 years. We love wars. There's money in it. So is he making money off the manufacturers of weaponry, too? He's been around long enough. I mean, he was around when the Gatlin gun was invented. <laughs> hey, one more thing. You know, uh, I see where armed suspects, uh, I'm sorry, armed suspected cartel members have been seen entering Texas. And I saw a picture on the Internet 
obviously I can't show it here because this is a talk program, uh, like a radio talk program, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, there's a picture of a guy walking in the weeds on apparently the Texas side that Bill Mnuchin, who's a, a reporter for Fox, uh, posted. Uh, and they're there with their uh, you know, AR-15 or M-16 or whatever they're using. Uh, they're walking around and they got armor, uh, body armor on. And uh, apparently they're they're patrolling our side now. That's because Joe Biden has essentially uh, walked away from the border. And uh, I guess our border patrol is overwhelmed. They can't handle all of the nonsense that they have to deal with every day. So uh, cartels are are here and they're taking control. How would you like to have a farm, a ranch right on the border? I mean, let's say you have a big ranch, maybe a couple of miles worth of property and maybe more and uh you know the cartel has decided well we're gonna we're gonna come across right there and make it our own what do you do call the police i don't think so no well call a democrat they'll tell you what (laughs) that's true hey uh i think we're almost done um if you want to contact us here at uh it's another day you can call us at 833-538-7868-833-538 Three eight seven eight six eight, and then there's mail at itsanotherday.com. Mail at itsanotherday.com, and I'm sure there's going to be more big news coming yeah. out today. I'm I'm kind of watching that voter fraud thing up in uh, up in Michigan. Yeah, well, that's going to be a well, you know they they have a way of suppressing stories like that. Well, how, how, how do you suppress eight hundred thousand ballots? applications sent to non-qualified voters, bags of prepaid gift cards. So they got gift cards to do this voting. That's, yeah. that's, that's fraud right there. Hey, you but did, election, did you see I'm the movie? Sorry. You saw the movie 2000 mules, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we saw that we saw the same people dropping off boxes of ballots in Georgia and mm-hmm. nobody did nothing. Nothing. And what else? What else was in the bag? Guns with silencers, burner phones, and a Democrat funded organization with multiple temporary facilities in several states, but there was why no would there, fraud why would there in be the guns, election. Why would there be guns with silencers in the bag? Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, if you're not going to if you're not going to vote our way and you're not going to take our bribe, not, we have another way to get you. Interested you're not going in. to take the five hundred dollar <laughs> gift card and vote for Biden. <laughs> well, I mean, you don't have to show up at a rally. Just vote for him. Just. Look, yeah, it's been it's been pre-filled out. All you got to do is drop it in the box. That's right. Well, all I can tell you, friends, is that there's a lot of bad things happening right now in our country. Uh, we're being told that the guy, maybe maybe the best guy out there, is corrupt, and that's not true. President uh-huh. President Trump uh, is not corrupt. He doesn't he doesn't have to be corrupt. Mm-hmm. The guy's got all the money he needs. He's he's not influenced by bribes and. And things like that, because he doesn't need their money. He was giving, people don't talk about this, he was giving his salary away at the White House. Every single time he got a paycheck for being the president of the United States, he sent that off to another uh, another place. Yeah, well, yeah, it was Trump. You know, a lot of a lot of people that have money coming in, they take a salary loan. They sure that. do. Yeah, I can explain that another time. The clock says it's time to go Yes, away. and and... and of course, that means it's time for our traditional uh, uh, ending because, you know, now it's becoming kind of a thing. 
uh, we're hearing from people who who actually wait for this moment because it it is a classic moment in broadcasting when right. when Bill Knight, the dashing and debonair Bill Knight, steps up to the microphone, uh, and he he looks carefully into the camera and says, "Hasta la vista, baby." I am out of here. I was looking at Fanny Willis's picture when I sent that. It, it inspired me. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, Goodbye Bill. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com, it has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>